Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Opair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. Opairinamerica.com. Dozens of Americans, mostly women, were accused and executed for the crime of witchcraft in the 1600s. The Salem witch trials are the most famous, but people were wrongly convicted of witchcraft all across the Northeast. And here's a true story for Halloween. There are real witches in New England, and they want to honor the dead. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. And you know what? Let's let's ditch the cheesy organ music. Because real witches aren't supernatural monsters from horror movies. They're people like Elizabeth Labarca. Do you want to go by Elizabeth or Lizzie or Liz? I don't mind Elizabeth or Lizzie. Either is fine for me. Do you use the term witch? Well, I mean, I call myself a witch, but you know, I... Full disclosure, Lizzie's a friend of mine. She's also the high priestess of a pagan coven. It's the same thing like you would think of as a priest. Somebody who runs a ministry, somebody who is a faith leader, somebody their community members come to when... They need guidance or support. Lizzie says there are lots of misconceptions about witches and witchcraft. For one thing, witches can be both women and men. And this religion is not devil worship. It's based on folk traditions that are thousands of years old in some cases. When people see you wearing a pentacle, they think you're a devil worshiper. In a lot of religions, there is a devil. We do not have that in our religion. So it would be silly to say that we worship the devil because we just don't believe in that. We are polytheistic. There's many gods, many deities that we give tribute to and honor to. If you go as far back as the 1500s in Europe, there have probably been tens of thousands of people executed on charges of witchcraft. And it still happens in parts of Africa. The most famous in America, by far, were in Salem in the 1690s. The town of Salem put up a memorial to them a few years ago. But Salem wasn't the only place. At least 11 people were executed for witchcraft in Connecticut, and they're far less remembered than the victims of Salem. Beth Caruso is a historian in Windsor, Connecticut. She co-founded a group called CT Witch Memorial in 2016. The group wants the state to officially exonerate those 11 women and men and honor them with a permanent memorial like the one in Salem. We had talked about efforts to get the state to recognize Connecticut's witch trial victims. We realized that in order for there to be a push to make that happen, the public needed to know about the Connecticut witch trials because most of the public didn't even know about them. In fact, the first woman hanged for witchcraft in the U.S. lived in Connecticut, not Massachusetts. Her name was Alice Young. She was forgotten to history until a librarian found an old church record from Windsor, where Young lived. And on the inside cover, it said, Alice Young was hanged. And the date. 1647, almost 50 years before Salem. Better documented witchcraft accusations also took place in Wethersfield and Hartford. But we still don't know much about Alice Young other than her name and her supposed crime of witchcraft. Caruso's own research into local history has led her to a pretty good hypothesis about what happened in the small colonial town in the small colonial hamlet of Windsor. This was after a long winter of an influenza epidemic. 
the deaths in Windsor more than quadrupled in the same year that she was hanged. Um, and through my research, I was able to see that a lot of those deaths were young children. Some of those children died right next door to Alice Young, but Alice's daughter lived. Beth thinks the people of Windsor were looking for a scapegoat, so they chose Alice. Nobody knows how they determined, quote, evidence for Alice's charges. But Beth says women accused of witchcraft would often go through terrible ordeals before they even went to trial. Part of the list of what they might do is they might tie you to a chair and then see if your familiar would come up to you. And a familiar would be any animal. They would keep you awake for 24 hours, deprive you of sleep. This was real torture. Beth wanted the town of Windsor to recognize Alice Young and another local victim named Lydia Gilbert. Beth enlisted the help of a retired police officer named Anthony Grigo. Together, they spurred the town council to pass a resolution in 2017, clearing their names. Alice Young and Lydia Gilbert are remembered in a few small ways in Windsor. Beth and I walk across the town green. There's a circle with a few small memorial bricks. You know those printed bricks people get to mark weddings or remember a friend? This is the brick for Alice Young. And on the brick, I say, quote, Alice Young, witch hanging victim, May 26, 1647. And there's one for Gilbert, a few bricks over. Beth admits these two little bricks aren't much of a tribute. She'd like to see a proper memorial. Because these witch trial victims, they were probably thrown in a ditch after their hanging. They did not have a proper grave site. For many, many of their descendants who are learning about them now, who want to pay their respects, they have nowhere to go. There were a few scattered memorials across the state like these bricks. One went up in Bridgeport, Connecticut in 2019 for a woman named Goodwife Knapp. Goody, for short. I was there that day to report for WSHU. The ceremony opened with a solemn air on the bagpipes. Reverend David Spollett of Fairfield's First Church Congregational read the invocation. His predecessor, the church's first pastor, led Goody Knapp up the gallows to die. As we honor the memory of Goody Knapp, we give thanks for her life, for her honorable end in not accusing others but bearing the great injustice which was visited upon her with grace and with courage. We know a little more about Goody Knapp than we do about Alice Young. One of the speakers at the day's event, Cynthia Wolf Boynton, told me she was pressured to name other women as witches, but she refused. She was really fearless. It would have been very easy for her to cry, to say, yes, I am a witch, please forgive me. But she didn't do that. She stood her ground, even though she knew that there was a very good chance that she was going to be hanged. At the end of the ceremony, people placed sprigs of herbs on a stone bearing a plaque with Knapp's name on it. Among them, some of Goody Knapp's descendants and members of the Black Hat Society, a group of present-day Connecticut witches. There's one important difference between practicing witches, like my friend Lizzie LaBarca, and people like Alice Young and Goody Knapp. The victims of the witch hunts were probably not practitioners. Perhaps they were just women, mostly, with eccentricities or traits that marked them as outsiders. Still, Lizzie feels a kinship with them. To be seen as something as other and to be cast aside. And we're pretty much doing the same thing today, just with different groups of people, sadly. We're doing this 
as a Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. I want to be respectful about this. These are real people who, who really died. How do you feel about that? Anything that we do magically, we do it with intent. Your intent is not to be disrespectful. What you're doing is bringing awareness and education to people to know more about what these people went through, how they died. And in that, you're giving them honor. This is that time of year, Samhain. That's the pagan holiday that inspired Halloween. Samhain. These are times of the year where the veil between this world and the next is the thinnest. And that's when we honor those who have passed on. And what better way to honor them? Maybe with a permanent memorial and a full pardon. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, on the road from New York to Boston. And we'll be back next time with the start of a new series exploring the world of folk music in New England, from country dancing to sea shanties.